Welcome to the Divine Feminine Revolution Podcast, where women are magical and empowered. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Monday, psychologist turned transformational feminine business coach. This podcast is for you if you want to prioritize your own pleasure, face your fears, and manifest your desires. This podcast is sponsored by the Fearless Feminine Academy, where I teach women how to turn their trauma into their superpowers. My goal is to show women that we can heal our world by creating time and financial freedom by doing whatever the fuck we want. Are you ready for the divine feminine revolution? Let's get vulnerable and go deep. I'm so honored that you're here. Hello and welcome everybody. I'm so excited to have you here to talk with another fearless feminine leader, my dear friend, Melanie Joel. There's so much I could say about you, um, but you have so much like diversity in your training and your experience. What I would like to do is just kind of, you know how we do, we like to brag. So give us a little brag introduction and tell us all the amazing things about you. Sure. I'm Melanie. I'm Melanie Joel. I'm from New York City. I grew up with yoga. My mom was practicing before I was born, so I was born right into it, blessed by her guru when I was a baby. And I grew up in the city training to be a dancer, and I did a lot of really fun, amazing things. I went to the high school that the Fame uh, movie is based on as a singer as well, and I wound up becoming a model. But yoga was always in my DNA and in my, you know, history. So eventually, even though I was pursuing acting and still modeling, I decided to become a yoga teacher. And my journey with spirituality and many other traditions outside of yoga has been quite extensive since I became a yoga teacher. I went on tour with Britney Spears. You might not know that, Megan. I didn't. That's new to me. I was her yoga teacher. Um, on the Oops, I Did It Again tour. Amazing. I love my Britney Spears. She is a sweetheart. Have you been following the Free Britney movement? Like, um, Not really, no. What are those conspiracies? But I send her my love and Britney come back. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think you have an interesting point because you've lived through kind of like what I would call maybe like the dark side of fame. We were talking about like modeling and, you know, the pressure to like be a certain way, um, appearance wise. Very um, intense. And then you like really your went. It will do your head in. <laughs> and I think that you have so much to say about that. And, you know, that's my favorite topic to talk about is visibility and how to have this kind of fearless feminine archetype around that. And so it's so interesting to me that you could be in what is kind of like an objectifying culture. And yet you've had this background of this like really beautiful spiritual practice. It's probably how you survived and talked, huh? It's, it probably is one of the way I survived. And actually anytime I was going through something that was really challenging or weighing on my being, I, um, without even realizing it, I would start chanting. So I was basically tapping into my yoga tradition as my source of strength to help me through. Um, it's funny. I just did that automatically, I guess, instinctively. And years later, I realized, oh, I used to do that all the time when I was a model, when I was a dancer. Yeah. It has been a very grounding um, presence in my life. 
That's so awesome. And we actually met um, at Gypsy Hands taking a Mori healing workshop. And so um, I, you actually have like all the way from like a PhD in religion, all the way to like having worked with like shamans and healers around the world. Like, tell us all about that. Right. Yeah. I met the Maori healers in New York, uh, almost 15 years ago. They come to New York once a year to do their healing sessions. And my father had passed away and a friend of mine told me about them. She was living in LA. And I just said, oh, yeah, I'm going. I didn't need to know anything. I just made a phone call, booked a session, knew nothing, absolutely nothing. And maybe two or three years before that, I had been studying Thai massage. I was already a yoga teacher for quite a few years by then, about seven years or something. And uh, so I had a year of training as a Thai massage therapist. And I showed up for this session, and I was just blown away making you know how they are so I just fell in love and I was flattened that first session I was just you know it was so intense and wonderful and transformational on the deepest highest level so I felt like these are just the most stunning beings and I continued to see them every year in New York until finally I was able to start doing some training with them, which was, I was just recalling last night when it was actually, it was 10 years ago. And then five years ago, I went to New Zealand and spent three months there, which was absolutely incredible. The best thing I've ever done. I wish I'd gone sooner. Oh gosh. I would I'm like, that's been on my bucket list. Um, it's so funny. I've got this affirmation app and the one that just came through is I am ready for love. So yeah. um, that felt kind of divinely guided. Um, so let me fast forward a little bit. We were at, actually, we were at a Dr. Mona Lisa medical intuition workshop just recently over at Gypsy Hands, and we got together and had coffee. And I, you had seen me doing some of the stuff online, getting into the coaching business. And you're like me, we both had brick and mortar healing businesses and then um, decided that we, well, maybe like pushed by spirit <laughs> to reach, you know, have more global impact, to reach a larger audience to really like fulfill this big soul mission, which I think (laughs) brings up a lot of people, even past lives, past life trauma, current life trauma, visibility fears, all of those things. Um, So we had coffee and I was just feeling the nudge from Manu, who is one of the Maury healers who is in the spirit realm now um, to like include you in the fearless feminine Academy. And I, again, like saw the same thing in you that I saw in me, like, this, this ancient wisdom needs to be out there and obviously like go directly to the source. The more healers do their workshops in New Zealand, go there if you are able to. And, and when they are traveling again and yeah. come to the States again, see them when they're yeah. here. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of cornerstones of their practices are things just like breathing, which is something that's very like accessible to all of us. Um, so tell me a little bit about your journey as far as like when you thought about going online, especially having had this history of being a professional model, like what came up for you? What were the visibility fears? Well, it's so funny because you know how I was saying a minute ago, it will do your head in. It will do your head in and it creates so much much, um, judgment and so much like mental gymnastics in your brain about you know, how you should look, how you should be and what's okay and what's not okay. And the standard is so incredibly high. Um, and I'm already a perfectionist, I think. So 
it's like a double whammy. Most high achievers are, right? And so it's like, in some ways you can build these like amazing things, but (laughs) the shadow side of that is that so So true and it's so deep it's so deep and so I had the absolute most incredibly huge I I can't think of the right adjective the biggest aversion to um going live or like doing any you know YouTube or any of that was like no 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 like I can't even say it enough times how um against it I was or resistant my resistance was so tremendous and I wouldn't have done it without you Megan and your fearless feminine academy was the like most incredible gift for me to be a part of that group of amazing women and with you because you are such an amazing goddess and all of your wisdom that you share and just having the conversations and sharing wisdom you know in this like coven of of incredible spiritual healers, it really helped me so much to start to slowly have the first, the thought that it might, you know, maybe one day happen. And then to say like, oh yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to do that. And then I was still resisting it and still scared and still like, you know, thinking it was impossible. But then I, I just leapt into it. And it was really because of you, Megan. And when I decided that I was going to do it, um, took a little bit of time, but I had the support of the group, which was so incredible. Mm-hmm. And it's a different kind of support than the support of your friends. Mm-hmm. And I love my friends and I have amazing friends. I'm so blessed. But somehow because we all share the same type of work even if it's not the same modality or tradition or style of work it's within the healing art you know the framework of healing in some way Uh, so to hear the encouragement and the support from that group really was transformational for me and now I've been doing live on Instagram uh, for two weeks Uh, After the initial shock of like doing it and all of the feelings that came up, once I was live, it was just natural. I was just as if I was in front of one of my clients, just talking as if I were, you know, with someone. And so it was very natural and it didn't feel scary anymore. And now I know that I can just go ahead and do it again and do it again and do it again. Um, one of my big values is accessibility. So, you know, like with therapy, not everybody has health insurance, not everybody can afford it, even more so for coaching, because that's usually at a higher price point. The thing what's so beautiful is that you can record a session once and then infinite people can benefit from it. And so it really does like take the burnout and the exhaustion out of having, you know what it's like to see client, client, client. Uh, you would travel to their homes a lot of times. So there's travel in between. I do, yeah. And then, um, so, I mean, the business model I think is amazing, but then you have to deal with all the vulnerability and authenticity feels. And so those are like two really big values for me. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Here's what I want you to talk about. You're a part of the social justice committee and I surprised you because we were having a meeting, but it was the meeting that also went live to the community. (laughs) Can you just tell that little story real quick? Okay. So Megan puts this group together and I was you know, fast into the group, really thrilled to be a part of it because I'd already experienced the Fearless Feminine Academy and I knew the incredible women that I met there 
and I really want to be a part of moving things forward and creating change in our world. It's so long overdue, and and I so I want to be involved. So I show up for our first conference of the women who are going to be in the group, thinking that we're just going to have a chat amongst ourselves and talk about ideas and um, introduce ourselves. And uh, I'd been doing things at home all day, and I dropped something that spilled everywhere, you know, right when I was thinking I was going to, like, put some makeup on and get ready to be on the call. Apparently, I had missed a message in the group chat that said that we were going live. So I had no idea. I just thought it was, you know, us girls. And um, so instead of, if I'd known that, I would have shown up five or 10 minutes late. I would have put some makeup on, but I had no idea. So I, you know, cleaned up the spill and I hopped on the call right on time. No makeup. And basically, I felt like I looked like, you know, I did it with a hammer. So tell me, like, going back to the sort of model thing, because, I mean, I think people are looking at you, you're camera ready today, <laughs> but, like, clearly you're a beautiful woman, and I really truly believe that all women are beautiful. Um, we are all beautiful. Especially, you know, you have so much light, you know, rating out of you from all the work that you've done. Um, and so you can be, like, totally beautiful and, like, a bright light, and you can have insecurities. So, like, just the way that we feel about our appearance a lot of times is also how we can feel about our business, especially if you're doing a personal brand where really like you are the business. Um, so tell me like, what was... I'm just laughing still because the shock of finding out that we were live and I had no makeup on. Well. <laughs> that was intense. That was intense. I wanted to like fly out of the, you know, frame, but... But I just took a deep breath because, you know, life is life and it is what it is. And we are who we are. And like you said, Megan, we are all beautiful as we are. And, and we actually need more reminders of that. And I need them too, because I am whatever I look like, you know, I have good days and bad days. I have days where I feel like, oh, great. I feel great. And I look great. And days where I feel like, oh, great. I, I feel great, but I don't feel like I look great. You know, I'm just like any other, you know woman absolutely and that um, our feelings a lot of times are disconnected from reality so we could feel like a hot mess and in reality we're doing amazing you know so absolutely. one of my big sort of like feminist psychology issues is around objectification and so a lot of the trauma we experience for women as women is um we're treated like objects like our feelings don't matter a lot of times with like hypersexualization and all that stuff. So like, tell us about, you know, you're on tour with Britney Spears, like no, you've, been I'll a just, model. you've been a professional voguer. One thing popped into my head, which is that I've had a few occasions where I've had male clients who have booked sessions with me because they thought I was a cute girl, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, well, no, 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 mister. I'm not dating you. I'm your yoga teacher. And you're not crossing the line and we're here to do yoga. And uh, luckily I've just had really lovely people. I've never had a bad experience. Yeah, I've actually had. That being said, said, I have known that those particular men, what, what they had in mind and I had to keep my professionalism, right? And then they either stuck around and turned into really wonderful clients and I never had an issue with them or I fired them or they just didn't come back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've yeah. Had 
the same thing. Um, as a therapist, like I actually have had a, a sexual harassment experience in my own office, which, you know, that obviously did make me feel safe and kind of actually in some ways was a gift because then I really started to focus my work on women, which is really my gift. I love, um, you know, supporting powerful women. Hey, can you talk a little bit about divine masculine, divine feminine? Because, because I do women's empowerment, um, and I'm talking about like the divine feminine revolution and it's our turn. Sometimes think people think I'm talking shit about men. So can you kind of clarify that for me? Well, there are two energies that exist, right? Of course, there's the sun and the moon. And what's one is not better than the other. They both have very important energies and very important roles to play in our world. And it's the same with male and female. And we both have both of those energies. Men have feminine qualities and energy as well as the masculine. And women also have masculine energy as well as our innate femininity. So it's when the two come together that there's balance, right? We have to have the sun's rays, but we also have to have the moon when it's time for a night to come, right? We can't have one without the other. So, you know, within our DNA is both because in our essential nature, if you go down to the you know, like quantum physics level, which I was actually watching something last night, which was fascinating about quantum physics and this incredible, brilliant scientist. Um, you know, they are discovering and they have discovered in the past, you know, decades and even into like current time um, that the, uh, what do they call it? Uh, unified field, right? That at, in the, at the essential level, molecular level, everything is the same. You know, we, and yogis and all of the ancient, ancient traditions and peoples, indigenous peoples, they knew this wisdom. So for me, especially growing up with it since I was born, anytime I hear this scientific, you know, jargon, blah, 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 blah they're writing all these papers and books and stuff. I was like, yeah, dude, you just figured out something that they've been up for like 7,000 years or like a trillion years, you know? The Maori um, wisdom goes back thousands and thousands of years and Manu told me things and Atas told me things that scientists have just figured out and their elders and ancestors knew that thousands of years ago. It's like, yeah. So anyway, back to what you asked about the masculine energy. Historically, you know, women are so powerful and men cannot function without our power, right? And, and also we need their power, but they have been, they have created a male dominant culture in the world. And so they suppress the feminine energy. So things are out of balance. As we all know, they have been for a really long time. Now we're at a reckoning point, right? There's like this whole shift that's happening that really um, COVID kind of kicked things into high gear in a way. Mm -hmm. So so important that we, we elevate our feminine voices because the dawn of the feminine uh, power is, is emerging and it needs to be supported, uplifted, elevated, and be out in the world more so that we can bring the balance back between the male energy and the feminine 
and you know, yoga is all about union. So we need both. We need the union and the balance between the two. That's so beautiful. Um, so actually when we were in the Fearless Feminine Academy, I think you joined maybe just a little bit before like COVID and lockdown happened. About a month before maybe. Yeah. You're a New Yorker. So like, what's it like to be holding the light in the NYC right now? Like what's that experience been like? Well, it's been intense. It's been really intense, but it's been an amazing, um, you know, amazing time for me in the beginning when it was the most intense, when everything locked down, the, the level of anxiety and fear was palpable. It was so intense that I would get dizzy sometimes from it, the collective mm-hmm. energy. Yes. And so I just spent a lot of time praying and chanting and meditating and sending energy out, doing a lot of remote healing work for people. A lot of people here, I knew many people who had virus. Um, I lost a friend very early on and many, all of my friends have lost people. Every single person I know has lost one, if not many uh, people. So um, just a lot of prayer, a lot of lot of what I just said and, and just staying really grounded, really calm, really positive, um, elevate that energy. You're literally doing like 24 hour prayer vigils, like meditation <laughs> retreats. Like, I mean, not just like five minutes here, five minutes there, like you were like holding the light. And I just want to say, having been part of so many healing workshops, like the revolution is not being televised and, you know, you know, Facebook's like kind of messing with some of this stuff. So, you know, it's getting censored out and, you know, especially if you're doing healing work, there is a certain level of sacredness and I think implies like secretiveness. And so, you know, so many people, we, we see all the bad stuff happening, which I mean, in my mind is everything that's unsustainable collapsing. Right. Um, there's so much good, so much like collective light that's going out there that is just, you know, you just Absolutely. have to be a part of it to know it's going on. Absolutely. I will say that luckily in New York, um, there were a lot of things. I didn't watch the news. I watched it for like five, 10, 15, maybe 15 minutes max because it was so um, incredibly dismal. Yeah. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't you know, clicked into it. But on some of the, I would occasionally watch, you know, like morning show that I like or The View or, you know, whatever. Um, Here and there I would catch things. There's one news station that I would watch for 10 minutes. And I did see a lot of stories that they put on the air that were really positive and uplifting. So that was really great. That was a shift. So there was all of that heaviness, all of that darkness, like 24 hours a day that I didn't connect to. But there were also these bits and pieces of like all of the people that were doing really amazing, amazing things to help their neighbors, to do good, to keep sharing and uplifting. Amazing. So yeah, that's really what I connected to and what I was 100% about 24 hours a day. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. It was a very affirming experience to be able to stay that solid and that just like mm-hmm. feel like I was connected to the to the light so much. So I definitely want to save um, part of the time because you're going to treat us to a little taste of some kind of meditation breath work experience. So I definitely want to give you how much time do you think? Like 10, 15 minutes? Is that cool? Sure, yeah. I can do a few just. Uh, simple breathing things awesome. and 
then I just wanted to kind of open it up. Like one, I just want to say like anything else in particular you want to share with us and definitely tell us where to find you. Well, with COVID, when everything happened with COVID and the lockdown and people were so full of anxiety and fear and also knowing that COVID affects our respiratory system, I was thinking, how can I help, you know, how can I help like aside just, you know, from just the people that I work with who I had started to uh, do sessions online how can I like share this information that I have? And I thought that the simplest thing to do would be share some breathing techniques. Uh, some that I've been teaching as a yoga instructor for many, many, many years. Yeah. Over a decade, two decades. And, um, uh, but also other breathing techniques that I've learned along the way because they strengthen our immune system and they help to, keep our respiratory system strong. So I started doing that, as I said, on Instagram. Now it's been two weeks. So you can find me every Wednesday at 11 a.m. on my Instagram live at The Only Melanie. That's my Instagram uh, tag, at The Only Melanie. Our breathing, great, simple um, breathing practice that you can do to strengthen the um, respiratory system and keep yourself healthy and if you if something were to happen and you were to get sick or get covid then you get through it you know you're strong you're ready you get to the other side because we get viruses and we recover that brings up so much i've heard a lot of healers talk about as we know in chinese medicine the lungs are grief and so you can kind of think about like what's happening is like a big emotional healing, a purge. I even heard one say that viruses help clear the astral uh, level of the planet. Um, also heard, uh, you know, it's just like a big like heart chakra clearing for the world. So like, obviously, we, you know, there can be some like pretty depressing things about it and scary things about it. But I think well, everything has a gift in it. Um, and it just brings me back to the Mori teachings um, with Manu Atta. And they would just, I remember him just saying like, you know, breathe. Right. <laughs> and sort of, um, we, we, when we struggle, we hold our breath. And, you know, as a therapist, like, you know, if you hold your breath, um, you can induce a panic attack. It's not enough oxygen to the brain is the reason why people get panic attacks. And so something that we need to do for survival, like breathe, so many of us do improperly. So, right. And with this COVID and the fear and the anxiety and the depression that some people are experiencing and, you know, many people have lost their jobs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that brings on a lot of grief, which you were mentioning. So our breathing becomes very shallow. So for all of those reasons, we start to go into a not optimal, a less optimal breathing pattern than what we want to keep ourselves healthy and strong, you know, so that hopefully we won't get sick or if we do, we recover. So it's so important. And that's why I decided to start sharing this. Uh, so I have some private groups, but I'm also giving it away for free on Instagram because it's just so important and so valuable. And aside from the health benefits, it also just makes you feel calm, peaceful. You can experience joy. You can let go of some of that grief, some of that sadness, some of that heaviness, anxiety, stress. So, 
And I can tell you as a psychologist, you know, it's so important to do the body work and the breath work because trauma, as we know, lives in the body. And so like, you can't think your way out of it. <laughs> it's just not going right. to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. It's very physical. It gets locked into our DNA. You know, it gets encoded in our being, in our DNA. So we have to, you know. And that's where you see ancestral trauma. And I think that's where we're, we're seeing a lot of ancestral healing going on um, through like things like Lives Matter, um, you know, the whatever's happening with Corona. Um, So I think, you know, sometimes kind of like what you were saying about quantum physics, like we don't understand it in the moment, um, but there's some kind of ancient wisdom healing thing going on in the background that hopefully will be revealed to all of us. So I definitely want you to give us a little taste of it. So however you want to go, go for it. Okay. So we're going to start by just closing the eyes for a few moments. And I just want you to notice your breathing without labeling it, without making any judgment. You're not assessing it. You're just noticing it. Just allowing yourself to breathe in your own natural way. Notice where you feel your breath in your body. So allow your breath to begin to settle. So you're just turning your attention inward. So you're just noticing the breath. I want you to mentally Dive deep within. So you're going into that quiet place deep within yourself. Diving into the darkness. So it's in the darkest places that we cultivate the new, uh, the new life, if you will, right? We plant seeds that will come to life later on, right? So we first cultivate the earth that we're going to plant in, right? We get rid of the old stuff. We let it fall away. We dive deep into the darkness and we plant the seed. And then we allow it to breathe into its own new life, beautiful energy coming to life with each new breath. So with each inhalation, just notice the energy. And with each exhalation, notice the energy. So first we let go of the old. We allow a release, a shift, letting go. And then we begin to breathe in the new energy. You go deep down, deep, deep, deep. You go far enough, eventually a light emerges out of the darkness. So we're going to breathe into that light and allow the light to permeate our being. Inhaling into the light. Exhaling, releasing anything that needs to be released, anxiety, stress, 
whatever it is. Inhaling light. Exhaling, releasing anything that's old and no longer needed. We're just going to do that one more time. Inhaling into the light. Exhaling anything that needs to be released. Beautiful. So we're going to open our eyes. We're just going to do three simple breathing practices I'm going to teach you. One is a sighing breath. So it's very simple. And we're going to use the ha as our, as our sound for this sigh. So in the Maori tradition, ha is breath. Ha means breath. So we're going to find our ha, which is our primal life force. You're just going to sigh. We're going to do it together. So let's all take a natural breath together. Inhale. Exhale through the nostrils. Good. And this time, inhale through the nostrils. Exhale a sigh. Good. We're going to do three more. Inhale. Beautiful, Megan. And again, inhale. Good. One more. Inhale. Good. Now we're going to do a bonus one. This one going to be a ha, but it's going to turn into a ha ha ha, okay? So you're going to inhale, <laughs> so I love to do that because it's so important to laugh. Yes. It is so important to laugh, and it's impossible to laugh without breathing. You can't laugh without breathing, and we need a little bit of joy in our lives, or a lot of joy in our lives, and it's just so important, and it makes us feel good. So don't forget to laugh every day, <laughs> and you can use your ha to get you into that laugh. So I'm going to do another uh, short practice of a traditional yogic breathing practice called sitali and the traditional version would be practicing with your tongue curled and inhaling through your mouth exhaling through your nose so as i exhaled i kept my tongue extended and curled and then i would inhale again through my mouth i'm going to teach you a different version which i like to call the modern version so all you do, you know, I've been sipping this water. So it's like you're sipping in some water through a straw. Mm -hmm. Except you don't have the straw there. So you just part your lips. And then you breathe in through your parted lips. And you exhale through your nostrils. So we're going to do it together, but I'm just going to share with you before we do um, this breathing, when you inhale, it's nice and long and slow, right? You may have noticed that when you just did it along with me, Megan. Mm 
So your inhale is longer because you're breathing in through your mouth. The exhale is through the nose. You're going to keep your lips parted. And when you do this modern version, you can do it anywhere. And you can do it with the sound, not loud. I'm going to make sure that you guys can hear me. You can do it so soft that nobody would know you're doing it. And I'll tell you why after we do it. So we're going to do five of them. So we're going to take one normal breath through the nostrils first. So inhale. And exhale through the nose. Good. And then gently part the lips. And we're going to breathe in through the parted lips. Exhale through your nostrils. Good. In your own timing. And then breathe in through your parted lips. Exhale through the nostrils in your own timing. So when your exhale ends, you're going to start your next inhale. The end of your inhale, you're going to exhale through the nostrils. Good. We're just going to do two more. So you're going to part the lips if you've closed them. And exhale through the nostrils. Just going to do it one more time. You can inhale through the parted lips. And exhale through the nostrils. And then just take a few natural breaths. Let your breathing settle back into its natural rhythm. Settling down. You may notice, Megan, and you may notice anyone who's doing this with us, right? When this goes live live um or maybe it is live live it's live live anyway it's both <laughs> okay all right awesome now I am so, like so you may notice that your mouth got dry did you notice that megan mm -hmm. so yogis believe if you do sitali regularly and you build it up to 20 minutes right it's a long time um but sitali can cure all ailments oh that's what you need so I, I worked with somebody who had cancer. Um, stage four was only meant to survive for two weeks without chemo. He lived for five years. And we did Sitali every single practice. I practiced with him five days a week um, until he was cancer-free. And then we did yoga like twice a week, sometimes three times a week. But we did five minutes of Sitali. I'm not kidding. It took some time to build him up to five minutes. We did other breathing practices as well, but the main part of his yoga practice, which was an hour and a half, we did about 40 to 45 minutes of breathing and meditation. So anyway, it's very powerful stuff, but this modern version is just as efficient and impactful, beneficial as the traditional version. Also, because it's summertime, it's been super hot in New York. I don't know about Tennessee. Hot outside, guys. There's been a heat wave in New York, and Sitali cools you down. So you can do this modern version if you're out and it's a hot day and you're shopping, you're running around, you get to the, you know, out of your car and you're, you know, the tar is melting, and you just do a few Sitali breaths before you get inside to the AC, and it, it can really help cool you down. I've done it walking down the streets, hot streets of New York. And um, you just have some water after. So, Melanie, I don't know if you remember, but you did like a visualization on the Fearless Feminine Academy call. I think it was about like bringing in 
I think it was about bringing in the divine feminine. So like whatever comes to you, but I feel like you just have this beautiful, like kind of visualization and meditation gift. So could you give us just like a little taste of that? And then again, at the very end, just remind us where to find you and then we'll be done for today. Sure. Okay. So you're going to go ahead and close your eyes again. And once again, bring your attention to your breath. So you're just breathing in your own natural way. Allowing the breath to breathe the body. As well as breathing your breath, each breath, right? Noticing the inhale as you're inhaling. Notice the exhale you're exhaling. So we are breathing into our body, into our being, but the breath is also breathing our being, right? It's unfolding within us and it's unfolding not just within the body, but in all of the layers of our beingness, right? So this naturalness of the breath is our birthright. And the breath connects us to our, to our ancestors. Uh, when our grandmothers were actually pregnant with our mothers, the seed of our being was already in our grandmother's womb. So the connection to our mothers is so um, beautiful and present with every breath that we breathe, when we go within and we focus on our breath, it's as if we are going within that beautiful womb that we were in when we were in our mother's belly, right? That warmth and that love, that beautiful unconditional love. And the sound that we heard reverberating was the sound of our mother's heartbeat as we were in this beautiful, safe cocoon of liquid light. So we breathe that energy and we breathe it into our own being with every breath that we take. I want you to just notice the quality of your breath and notice the breath expanding out into your body. Notice how you feel the breath in your physical body. You may feel it in your shoulders. You may feel it in your belly. You may feel it in your thighs. You may feel it in your in your head, in your hair. So just notice where you feel the breath breathing and flowing within your And breathe into your own essential light, that true essence of who you are, light and infinite potential, infinite power, right? You have infinite, infinite power within your being, and you access it through each breath that you take. 
as you breathe these breaths that you were born to breathe and you nurture your entire being, you are connecting to your ha. As I shared earlier, the Maori word for breath and that exceptionally powerful place within you, your divine feminine birthright is infinite power and infinite wisdom and light, infinite possibilities of manifestations and creations and life springing forth from you and from your being, from your breath and from one natural, innate, divine nature brings out into existence. So breathing into that just for a few more moments. Visualize in your mind a beautiful light within you, gently springing forth, right? flowing out radiating out and up and moving out in every direction from deep within you. Visualize the light pouring down also from above. Beautiful white light meeting the light within you. And those two lights together becoming even more radiant, beautiful, potent, powerful. Infinitely, infinitely, divinely feminine. Nice deep breath. Breathing into the light within you. Another nice deep breath. Breathing into the light that's pouring down from above. Taking one more deep breath, just acknowledging the beauty of your divine feminine goddess energy. Taking another breath when you're ready. Gently bringing yourself back to the world by opening your eyes when you're ready. Just bring your palms and bowing down to yourself. I felt that so deeply. So tell us again where to find you. You can find me on my my personal Instagram page, which has nothing to do with yoga or any of my healing work. It's all about me out in uh, fun times, fun events, promoting and producing voguing parties in New York City. That's why I started that page. Um, because I had reconnected to a community, a dance community in New York that I grew up being a part of. But I'm now sharing on Wednesdays at The Only Melanie. That's my personal Instagram page, at The Only Melanie, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. You can do some breathing with me for free. It's a half an hour session. And um, please send me a little message. And you can also find me on Facebook. Melanie Joel. Yeah. 
have the surfboard under my arm in my picture. <laughs> That's me. I think there are three Melanie Joels on Facebook. And book a session with her because she is amazing. Go through Megan as well, if that's okay with Megan. That's fine. And I just want to invite everyone, you know, I'm just, you're such a gift. And um, I think sometimes we let our insecurities and our fears hold us back from sharing with our gift. And so if you need help, please feel free to join my Fearless Feminine Academy. I can't recommend it more. Oh my God, it's amazing. (laughs) So helpful. Don't hesitate. Jump on it. Get in that group. It's really helped me tremendously. I was not ever going to do anything a lot. Now look at me. Now look at you. You like totally rocked this meditation, you know, and that's it. Like, you know, sometimes we just like turn it on when you're a healer. And so you just have to get over the fear of like pushing play or just Absolutely. Share it, right? Absolutely. Um, we judge ourselves way too harshly. Yeah. And it's so unfair to who we are and what we have to share. Yes. Um, and check out my fearless feminine revolution to be a part of it because I do firmly believe that women are changing the world. And I just want to bring you all a little taste of that. And Melanie, I just feel so blessed to have you in my life and, um, I can tell that our missions are aligned. So thank you so much for your time. And I feel like we should definitely do a part two because there's just so much to talk about. Anytime. I'd love to. It's such a pleasure. And I'm so happy and so blessed that you're in my life as well. And I am so happy that we had coffee that day and oh, that right? you felt inspired to tell me about the Fearless Feminine Academy. That was, I had no idea. So yeah, what a blessing. What a blessing. And I can't thank you enough. And I can't recommend it enough. Oh, so, all right. Well, we'll be in touch. See you next time. Thanks for all sharing all your wisdom and having the confidence to be able to do that. Bye. You. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Want to keep the conversation flowing? Find us on Facebook at the Divine Feminine Revolution Facebook group, where revolutionary women gather to listen to their hearts, monetize their gifts, and change the world.